Welcome to Vegan Snack Attack. I'm John and I'm here in the back kitchen of the Sweet Ritual ice cream parlor and I'm here with Amelia and Valerie. And uh, so you guys, are you the owners and founders of this establishment? Yes. Yes, we are. <laughs> uh, so why don't you just go one by one and say who you are and how you kind of became involved in the vegan ice cream scene. We'll start with Amelia. Uh, so I'm Amelia and uh, in 2008 I moved to Austin and I worked in a little vegan cafe that's no longer existing called Daba Joy and we carried this ice cream that was made out of fermented oats and it was this very strange facsimile of ice cream where um, it had a very strange aftertaste but if you ate it very quickly and didn't look you only got the aftertaste at the very end um, <laughs> and that place went out of business. I guess they trucked it down from Minnesota or somewhere up north. It's okay to uh -huh. talk bad about them because they're out of business. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, it was it was a great sugar-free product, and it was one of those like, if you have di diabetic concerns, it was a great product. But if you're just looking for ice cream taste, maybe not, maybe not so much. <laughs> so anyway, they went out of business, and I worked at the cafe and the freezers sat empty for two weeks, and people came in begging for it. I thought what in the world? These people really like this product. So I was in Girl Scouts when I was younger. I remembered how to make ice cream. It's basically just fats and sugars and you put it together. Uh -huh. And um, we had all this stuff there because we were a bakery and a, a restaurant. And so I put um, some tofu and some soy milk and some coconut milk there in the machine and a little sugar. And I kind of crossed my fingers because those soft serve machines are about as much as a new car. So I thought, oh, wow. if this breaks... I'm not going to have a job anymore. <laughs> and um, I put it in the machine and it worked really well. And um, the boss at the time was this kind of scary older older man. And he called me into his office, which was never a good thing. And I went in there and he was eating my ice cream. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he goes, he's an older Indian man. He's like, for you, for this, uh, I think you should get a raise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really sweet. So he wasn't the friendliest guy normally? No, he's... Um, He's one of those people who's like uh, award-winning physicist sort of people, but can't walk and chew gum at the same time. Right. So really intimidating, just because he's not very friendly. Sure, so sure, sure. The, getting his approval um, was really important, I think. And he got that raised, too. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they went out of business. Uh, they sold the company, and another company bought it, and they liked my ice cream so much that they hired me on to make their menu, uh, okay. which is the little toy store next to Toy Joy. It's yes. Yes. So, I. Truth be told, I was just there about an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> so they, um, I developed the product and developed all the bubble teas, and then I was in grad school at the same time, so I was kind of in and out of managing it, and then I eventually um, left to start Sweet Ritual. Very cool. Valerie, how about, how about you? Where do you fall into place with all this? Uh, well, I had worked for Amy's Ice Creams, which is a dairy ice cream parlor in Austin, kind of the local empire of ice cream. Um, and it's a really great company. Um, was started here in Austin about over 25 years ago and has grown to over a dozen stores in the town. And um, so I worked for them when I was in college. Um, I became a manager there and then helped them open several new stores around town and uh, was managing their flagship store when it opened. Um, and then left there because my wrists were giving me problems because mm. <laughs> they're one of the ones where you crush the stuff into the right. ice cream. So um, I left that and then um, you know worked another in, a, um, in the jewelry field for a few years, but Amelia and I became friends, which is another long story. Uh, <laughs> you can read about it on our website. It involves um, feeding whiskey to a paper doll. Perfect. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, so we were friends, and we were out at um, the Citywide Garage sale one day looking for uh, linens to embroider and graffiti the town with. 
And, As we all do. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, and she mentioned that she wanted to start her own ice cream business. And I have, it's, having my own business is something I've kind of had in the back of my mind for a long time. And I thought, oh, well, I have experience in managing an ice cream shop. So if yeah. you need a business partner, why not me? <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, so are you both vegan or it just happens to be that you decided to do the vegan ice cream? I'm not vegan. Um, I was vegetarian for a long time, um, but I'm just really happy to be able to provide something mm-hmm. that people don't get any other place. Um, it makes me so happy when someone comes in and the look on their face when they realize they can have anything that's on the menu. And um, to be able to provide something not just for vegans, but for people who are lactose intolerant or right. have all kinds of different allergies. allergies yeah. We, you know, we're pretty good about having a lot of options for people who are gluten free and have gluten allergies. Um, it, yeah. So I just think it's really awesome to be able to do that. When you can provide a service for, there's one man that comes in and he had tears in his eyes the first time he ordered a banana split. And he said, uh, I haven't had one of these in 20 years. <laughs> oh, wow. That's amazing. And we've served a lot of children their first ice creams and they're, it's really amazing to see that discovery where it's like this cold, creamy, sweet thing that they've never been able to taste. Right. Really good. Oh, that's so special. Yeah, I was talking with um, the folks over at Capital City Bakery, mm-hmm. and they told me similar experiences where, you know, the first time somebody had cake, you know, yeah. they couldn't because they had egg allergies and things like yeah. that. And that's, I, that's so, it's so important to be able to provide, you know, these wonderful treats that, you know, if children can't enjoy what their friends are enjoying because Mm -hmm. of allergies and things like that then being able to provide that is just incredible it's an incredible service that that you can do so uh you are also in the same building as another establishment that has a lot of vegan are they all vegan or tell me a little bit where we are uh we're inside of another cafe um which is uh called daily juice and it's a, a juice bar and they also have um a lot of vegan options for the food. I would say everything in here is like 99% vegan. Yeah, you can get dairy cheese as an option on a few things, but everything on the menu menu is available as vegan. But of course, if you order dairy cheese, it is frowned upon. But it's <laughs> but it's but it's allowed. It's there yeah. for they, they have a, a I think they have yogurt, honey and coral on the menu, but I think uh, those, huh. but you can uh, take any of those out. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So that's cool. So do a lot of people kind of come to maybe get something to eat there and then stick around for you guys? Definitely. (laughs) Yeah, although it's kind of like because they're definitely on the much, much healthier side of things. All of their food is raw. They have, you know, juices and smoothies with spirulina and superfoods and kale. And um, (laughs) so I think sometimes people are surprised that we use sugar in our ice cream (laughs) that it's not fat-free sugar-free soy-free everything free so is there a little bit of criticism that goes into that um not not too bad i think some people are just kind of more taken aback okay that that, uh, yeah that we're inside this health food store and it's still just ice cream really it's still a treat but um people are usually polite enough to keep their outright criticisms to themselves. Well, that's very kind of them. <laughs> or they, you know, want to balance where they'll they'll order a giant salad and a milkshake. Yeah. Right. No, that's that's the way I would do it. Yeah, that's, I'd people... be like, I, I earned this. Mm-hmm. I did this the yeah. right way. Yeah, yeah most people are, are happy to treat themselves for doing so We well. do have one client who comes in for a, a green juice, and then there's a 24-hour gym down the street. Then he'll go and work out, and he'll come back all sweaty and get a, a Sunday. That's brilliant. <laughs> you guys should work out like a deal with the gym down the street and just be like, all right, listen, package deal. Mm-hmm. You can get, you know, 10% off when you come in here. If you remember the gym and this and that, yeah, yeah. get things going. Got to get things going. I don't know if it's true, but I've heard that right after you work out is when your body is burning calories most efficiently. So that's so the you best should time. come to Sweet Ritual. That's the best time to load up on your on your on your ice cream. <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more. I couldn't agree with you more. So how long ago did you open up in, in this location? Uh, December 15th is our birthday. So we're coming up on a year. Whoa. So it's still pretty new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's great. And how have things been going? Um, it's been kind of a wild ride. We've, um, we just did another Kickstarter for our business to, to buy a machine that will make um, hard pack ice cream. So it'll be like a traditional oh, ice cream cool. shop. Yeah. So um, we'll have 10 to 12 flavors yeah, that we'll rotate thinking. through. 
that we'll have available at all time. And this is really where we're going to be able to accommodate everyone. We're going to have a soy-free one, a nut-free one. A yeah, and a one with alternative sweeteners like agave or stevia or something. And the Engine 2 people are based here in Austin. Right. Can you tell me a little bit about Engine 2? I know a little, but uh, I know that they have kind of made a, a huge mark in, in the vegan world. Can you just tell me a little bit about them? Well, they don't eat our ice cream because it's sugar in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, per, soon enough, there will be uh, there will be some options for them. The, the Engine 2 is basically just eat whole plant foods, don't eat anything processed, and no added oils. Mm-hmm. So a very natural way, but it j- definitely cuts out a lot of convenience foods. So um, you would want to, you know, learn to eat life eating a baked potato without processed vegan sour cream on it and processed earth balance and things like that. Learn to love the foods for what they are in their whole state rather than adulterating them with other products. Okay. Um, the, mm-hmm. the community, it's really in, incredible. You see they'll post their different cholesterol marks and people are really uh, making tons of progress with it. So I really, uh, we have uh, one customer named Natalia um, who's very involved with Engine 2 and she comes and gets our ice cream as a treat and we're going to be working with her to develop our own uh, Engine 2 friendly flavor. Oh, that's awesome. I think we might make it out of Like banana, maybe some avocado in there because avocado Uh has all that really nice natural creamy fat. Yeah, there's a, um, I I live in Los Angeles and there's a a small chain, I think they have three locations uh, called Kind Cream. And you've heard of Kind Cream? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, I'm not, I think they use a lot of coconut based stuff, but I know they have one superfood flavor it's a little more expensive because it's just like all of these amazing things like all in one and it's you know not terrible for you so uh, so I, I and all of that stuff normally you know it's not really that terrible for you but this one's even like better but uh, it's really cool to see how many different ways you can make a vegan ice cream and everybody has their preference uh sometimes somebody's making good or like much better at making soft serve than they are, you know, hard ice cream. But uh, it's it's kind of inspiring to see, you know, the different ways that people alter their recipes to kind of make what works and what makes them unique. So um, you you had mentioned briefly just about the community. Uh, having been in Austin for a few days, I've noticed that the vegan community here is uh, very strong. Mm-hmm. Um, there, it seems like places are popping up all over the place. Like I mentioned, Capital City Bakery, they're still pretty new, and, and you guys are, are pretty new, so it's, it seems like now is kind of like a big time for, for being vegan in Austin. You know, your options are widening. Um, how long have you guys been in Austin? Uh, since 2008. Uh, I've been here since 2000. So as a vegetarian, has it been, do you think that it's easier than uh, being vegan in Austin? I mean, and uh, I was, yeah, I grew up in San Angelo, which is a smaller town in West Texas, um, and I was vegetarian in high school, so it was definitely, you know, you had your, like, frozen chick patty options, <laughs> and that was about it. Um, and I think being vegan is even harder because people don't even realize sometimes uh, how, how, um, how much animal ingredients are in everything. Um, but I think Austin's a really great place to, to be a vegan because there are so many restaurants that even if they're not strictly vegan, now people are aware that they should offer a vegan option that's not just a salad. And yeah, That's like the ideal situation is for places to, to offer and be aware that it's, you know, there's a need for it. And just being in Texas... You know, a state that is not known for yeah. vegetarians, for there to be places where they do have scenes. I was actually just hearing our mutual friend, Kerry, who uh-huh. got us in touch with each other. Kerry Lendo, very funny uh, comedian. She uh, mentioned, I think in Fort Worth, there's, she said her favorite like it's a vegan diner spiral diner yes she said that it was her absolute favorite if anybody is listening that's in like the dallas fort worth area in dallas and in fort worth perfect (laughs) so uh yeah i I actually have heard from people in dallas who you know want to know what vegan options there are so i guess that sounds like a really good place to go uh it doesn't sound like it's the healthiest because it's (laughs) a diner right yeah but uh it sounds like i mean carrie said it's like her favorite so, and she's not vegetarian or vegan at all, so that's always nice to hear. I think that's what you can strive for as a vegan restaurant when people are like, 
they'll preface their Yelp reviews with, I am not vegan at all, but this ice cream is yeah. amazing. Like yeah. that's when you know that you've Right. Yeah. It's easy to please a vegan when you have a vegan place. Uh, the fact that you exist is just enough, you know? But uh, yeah, when you can, like I know personally, when I take somebody who isn't vegan to a place that even just has vegan options and they try whatever I'm having or, you know, we're sharing something and just to see the look of surprise on their face is pretty, is pretty incredible. Uh, and I'm sure that that happens. I mean, in Los Angeles, I don't think it happens nearly as much as it would someplace like Texas, where, you know, you probably... Uh, did you guys grow up? You said you grew up in, in Texas. Did you grow up in Texas? I grew up in Arkansas. Oh, Arkansas. I know nothing about Arkansas. I was going to say the vegan scene in Arkansas, but nothing about Arkansas. Uh, so how long have you been vegan, Amelia? Um, I went vegan in 2006, I think. Okay, so and just before you came here. Just before I came here. I lived in Portland, which is oh, so easy. Portland's awesome. I <laughs> so, love Portland. It's so easy to be, be vegan there. And I worked at um, Veganopolis. Uh, oh, which one is that? It's the vegan cafeteria downtown. It's closed now. Oh, okay. Um, but I, I got fired because the owners are... They were known for if you. They're closed now, so you can say whatever you want about. It. Well, that's, yeah. that's what we've decided on this episode. <laughs> well, I've I would well I, it, they were around the corner from another place I worked, so I would go in there and get coffee in the morning. If people would go and complain about the food, they would uh, curse them out and then kick them out of the store. They were known for that. They kn were known for having like mouths on them. Oh wow! They were. It was I, cool. They had vegan haggis. What? That's uh, awesome. Oh, I had uh, vegan haggis in Scotland. It's just oatmeal, basically. <laughs> hey, that sounds delicious. Well, I had sweet potatoes in it. Oh. <laughs> yours, I'm going to go with yours, though. It's probably a lot more authentic since it was in Scotland. In Scotland, right? Uh, yeah, when I was in Portland, I didn't get it. I was there um, for work, not vegan stuff. Mm -hmm. But I did manage to go to, there's this one food cart called the DC Vegetarian. I don't know if you've heard it. It's on, like, 5th and Washington. This was, like, a year and a half, two years ago. Actually, I think it was two years ago, like, exactly. So good. So good. You know, junk food, like mm -hmm. vegan bacon cheeseburgers, things like that. Um, but it was so good. And then there was one place that I went to that was inside of, I don't know if it was, like, a yoga studio. Oh, um, Blossoming Lotus. Yes. Over by Powell's. Yes. They yeah. Have, they have the best food. Yeah, that was really, really good. I, I really enjoyed that. And I, I've told a lot of people since I've been here in Austin the past couple of days that Austin reminds me a lot of Portland mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. and the, the sense of community in terms of, you know, vegans especially reminds me a lot of, uh, of Portland. You know, everybody seems to know everybody else that has some sort of uh, vegan friendly establishment mm -hmm. and, uh, everybody's very supportive of, of everybody else, mm -hmm. which is pretty great. Yeah, I feel like Austin is a really good time and place right now to be a vegan because you're getting past the point of, oh, vegans will just eat whatever we offer them because that's all they can have to mm -hmm. where there's enough of a critical mass that people are like, I could do better than that, and I'm going to, and I know that if I do, there'll be enough people to make it worth my while. Mm -hmm. And so you see people who are really upping their game. I think, you know, just kind of all, all across the country and, and you know, in... Um, packaged foods as well as local restaurants. People are really kind of tapping into this is something, you know, vegans care about having really delicious, high quality food too. Right. <laughs> They're not, you know, like they'll take what they can get, but they want the best they can have, just mm -hmm. like everyone does. So Absolutely. We should not be deserved our right <laughs> to amazing food. Yeah. Well it's it's kind of amazing when people come in and they we don't have like that substantial of a menu, but it's quite large. We have maybe yeah. twenty Sundays. Good-looking menu. Um, yeah. But people come in and they act like they're signing a, a mortgage for a house or something. <laughs> they just agonize over it. I'm like, well, that, just, yeah. just get one thing, come back tomorrow, yeah. try something that's, else. I always find that that's been a problem since I've been vegan where I go to a place that has a, such a huge menu with so many options and it's just so overwhelming and it's like, I, I know, panic attack time, I don't know what I'm going to do. This is, this is just too much. But like everything always looks so good. So mm -hmm. I, I'm sure that, yeah, even though you don't have a, an immense menu, it's got to be difficult for people to make up minds but do you guys have like a signature item that are like a, a most popular item we make our own salted caramel sauce here and that is so good added to anything 
Um, so we do a turtle sundae that has chocolate that we, we, so here's the deal. We have to make all of our sauces from scratch because we don't want to deal with all of that weird additive stuff that and may or may not. Ingredients and. And it also just tastes better when you make it yourself. So rather than getting the, if you've ever peeked into like a commercial ice cream place, that's just a chain, you know, it's just like strawberry flavored goo in a bucket. And Ooh. you see those like, oh God, I hate reading about food additives, but it's so morbidly interesting. Like that beaver gland additive. What? No, I haven't. Please tell me. Isn't that for like coffee or something? It's for, for strawberry flavor. Oh, so if yeah. you, if you eat a, a strawberry ice cream that has, it's like a really cheap, um, there's a flavor additive. I don't have my computer in front of me, so I don't remember what it's called, but it's derived from beaver anal glands. Whoa! Beaver glands was enough, <laughs> but it's beaver anal glands. Who, who figured out that that tasted like strawberries? Yeah! <laughs> you just raised a very interesting point. Uh, anybody listening, if you want to uh, do some research into how that thing came about, uh, please let me know, because that's fascinating. That's, what's, that's why we've you know, wanted to make everything from scratch. Also, we really wanted to go back to the basis, basics of an ice cream parlor where everything was made in-house, very old-fashioned old style. We make everything fresh every day or every other day. Yeah, we, Amelia and I both share kind of an old-fashioned aesthetic and appreciation for, like, doing things in an old-timey way. And like, right, well, you guys call it an ice cream parlor, which to yeah. me conjures an, a very specific image, like, from my childhood of, you know, exactly you know very old-fashioned and you know people making everything themselves and yeah, yeah and I um, you know uh, I, I feel like people especially in Austin appreciate that and I'd much rather have a business that stays small but puts that much care into everything that goes out its doors than to grow really quickly and just kind of you know mass produce things and import things from other people and kind of lose control over a unique product I much prefer having something that we've created to something to just selling something that somebody else has created. Oh, of course, of course. Uh, now, where do you see this going? I mean, right now you're sharing a space. I mean, it's you guys have a pretty small area. Maybe I don't know if you're thinking of expanding in time. You, granted, you're still under a year, but I mean, where do you see things kind of going? Uh, well, we're hoping to do some construction this in our slower month in de December and expand and get the dip freezer that will hold the 10 to 12 flavors and then um, kind of see where it goes from there. We're, we're waiting on some space to expand um, in our commercial kitchen so that we can begin production. Uh, what we want to start out with is wholesaling mm -hmm. and so wholesaling to different restaurants around. I was, I was wondering about that actually. Yeah. So uh, have you been talking to any restaurants so far? Yeah. I don't know if you can talk about it or not, <laughs> but uh... yeah, nothing's uh, no contracts have been signed or anything, but yeah, there's it's Austin's a great place because of all the local businesses and people are so willing to work with each other. So, you know, the different vegan restaurants and some of the coffee shops and some of my friends just took over a coffee shop and want to sell our ice cream. So, Oh, that's Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so, talking a little bit about vegan restaurants around here, what are some of your favorites? Um, I love Counterculture. Our friend Sue runs that, and the food there is amazing. Yeah, I live a block and a half away, and it's kind of dangerous because I look in my pots and pans and I'm like, do I want to cook or do I want to walk a block and a half? <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling that walking wins that battle <laughs> more often than not. Yeah. Uh, what's, what's that place like? I haven't been there. It's more like. Um, Healthy vegan comfort food. Yeah. Oh, I've read about this place. Mm -hmm. That's right. I, I feel like I was looking into going there, but I don't know if it's closed today. It's closed yeah. Today, I yeah. Yeah. My loss. Um, I always take people to Bolden Creek. That's the first place that I went when I got here. Fantastic. That place is they, great. Um, their service and their product has only gotten better and better since I've been eating there. So. That's great. It's such a cool place too and I feel like as soon as I walked in there I mean I landed, got my rental car and I went there mm -hmm. and I was like I've never been to Texas before and I was like this is this place is exactly what I thought Austin would be like is this place right here. Uh, just very cool. Uh, everybody seemed very nice there and the food was just very high quality. Yeah. Um, I also love Casa de Luz. I've also heard of this place. Now this isn't 
Is this a little bit different from like a normal restaurant? It's a macrobiotic vegan restaurant, and it's also kind of part of um, some sort of like yoga meditation complex. Right, okay. Um, I'm not sure about exactly how it's run and all the principles behind that, but I do know like all their food is cooked in season. They don't use any salts or anything like that to oh. season the food. No soy either. I think they just yeah. went soy free about a year and a half oh, ago. Cool. So. Yeah. That's really good to know. Uh, what part of town is that in? It's just south of the river, um, off of South Lamar. Okay. So, yeah. And there's no, you don't order off a menu, they just have a seasonal thing every day, and you just give a token to a person, and they bring you out a plate. Whoa. Yeah, and so it's, it's all you can eat. Usually one, like the first serving is exactly enough food, but if you're still hungry, you can get seconds, and it's the same price. That's pretty cool. That's a very interesting business model. Uh, I'm sure that it, it attracts a lot of people just because of that. It's yeah, it's fun. It's the setting is beautiful. Like it's in this meditation complex, so it's just this really gorgeous dining room. It has big communal tables. You can so you end up sitting with other people, and uh, you meet the most interesting people there. <laughs> Some of them are um, have very interesting life philosophies that they're happy to share with you. <laughs> the last time I was there, this guy was sitting next to me and he was teaching me about the benefits of eyeball massage. <laughs> Would you please be so kind as to share some of the knowledge you learned that day? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he was just talking about glaucoma and stuff like that. and I, it, I don't know. It was very strange. <laughs> but that's the kind of thing that you have to kind of maybe... Yeah. Uh, One of the, the joys. Yeah. <laughs> you got to go in with an open mind. I guess if you're, if you're going there, you've got, you have to have an open mind if you're not going to know what you're going to really be served yeah. unnecessarily. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, being open to conversation about eyeball massage seems pretty normal to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, another place I loved in college, I haven't eaten there lately because I don't live near campus. I don't know if they're strictly vegan. I know they're all vegetarian. Veggie heaven? I think that they're like vegan friendly. Okay, so they have like vegan. 98%. Like, you can get most things vegan. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they have, it's not healthy at all, I can't imagine. It's like deep fried, it's like greasy Chinese food, but the oh. vegetarian version. Huh. So like deep fried tofu with all kinds of terrible delicious sauces over it and when so you're a good. poor college student and you have four dollars you can feast like a king with all of your other friends that go there yeah that's good to know and it's that's really good really good um, uh, valerie and i both lived in there's lots of co-ops here mm -hmm. right in austin and so i lived in a vegan co-op called house of commons and then she was yours vegetarian um yeah we we cooked vegetarian in our okay. house yeah but yeah, in ours, when you signed the lease to our house, it was a house, a giant house of 26 people. Oh, and, wow. And um, your food is included in your rent. And so you, um, so I would eat, eat these really great vegan meals, and I think it cost $1.75 a day. Um, Whoa. So it's a great place if you're coming for college, and there was grad students and undergrads that were living there, and there's several uh, vegetarian or vegan houses but when you sign the lease you acknowledge on there that you can't bring meat onto the property so if you have a right. friend that bring if you're having a barbecue and someone brings a meat on you you can escort them off the property <laughs> oh that's yeah. delightful has that did you guys have to do that uh i don't think so i don't they knew they all knew <laughs> Somebody made that mistake, and then the word got around. <laughs> My house was, we cooked vegetarian as a house, uh, partly out of practicality, because it's just cheaper to not buy meat for 20 people. Right, right, right. Um, people could have their own meat if they wanted to, but like as a house, we all ate vegetarian. So is it is it very common for, are, I mean, are these co-ops very common? There's really? a, at least yeah. a dozen um, uh, around UT. And, oh, another great thing I was going to mention is even if you don't live at the co-op, um, you can board there, which means you take your meals there, mm -hmm. and you just pay um, a monthly fee, or you can pay per meal, and you can just eat with all these. That sounds people. pretty nice. It's, it's a super cheap option, too. I think it's like $3 a meal. Um, and you're eating this giant. Sure. Yeah. Giant meal, which is. It's a lot of things that you wouldn't want to cook on your own, like lentils or uh -huh. handmade tempeh. And I think that's another thing that both of us appreciated living in, in co-ops is handmade you, you make everything mm. from scratch yeah because you can't afford to just go buy a lot of frozen dinners for 20 people right 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 so uh let's let's talk snacks right now uh i i think that it's probably has it been long enough that uh i think it's 
We've been recording for about mm -hmm. 29 minutes. Oh, yeah, the ice so, is ready. Yeah. So um, I know that you said that we could sample a little bit of the Sweet Ritual ice cream. Um, but I want to know what you guys like to snack on normally, just on your own, maybe when you're hanging out here and things are slow, just to pop something in your mouth. But what are your favorite types of snacks? I love seaweed, like the dry oh, seaweed yeah. snacks so much. Sometimes I can like overdo it and I'm like I can't have this for like another month. Yeah. But <laughs> that stuff's really good. Yeah. That's like, you know, um, I feel like it's a very responsible snack. Yeah. I like it because it takes a lot of effort, you know, like it's, there's not a lot of substance, but you can just take a lot of time to eat each little seaweed cracker. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I really like popcorn and I always take it with nutritional yeast and chili powder on it. Oh, that's, ooh, chili powder. Uh, I did an episode with a children's musician who uh, we made this popcorn with uh, nutritional yeast and sriracha and garlic and like, yeah, so I good. I a, a juice fast earlier this year for three or four days and the only thing I craved the whole time was popcorn. Really? <laughs> did you do uh, a juice cleanse, like, was it because you were here around all yeah. this juice? Because we, we get a discount on the juice, which is oh. this the best idea ever. You know, sharing a place with a juice bar yeah. where you get 50% off. I mean, it would be really bad if we were sharing with a chicken shack. Cause it was oh, no. Uh, no, that wouldn't work out. You guys no. wouldn't do that in, in the first place. <laughs> no. I did I did one juice fast. Uh, well, I've done two, but I did one with a bunch of people. And that was, like, really easy and, and a lot of fun. Because it was like, okay, it's time for the next one. And, you know, that kind of thing. And it's like, oh, which one are you having now? That kind of thing. But then uh, I did it on my own a few months later. And I was like, oh. It's so <laughs> yeah, it's like everyone else is eating things. <laughs> it's like I don't even want what they're eating, but oh, they're chewing. What are they chewing? What's that? What are you chewing? What does that feel like in their mouth? Yeah, it's like give me something to chew on. Um, but yeah, ju juice fest can be can be fun if you're doing it right. I think. Um, but yeah, so let's uh, let's let's snack. Um, yeah, do you want me to to pause or is this something we could just run in? Uh, around? Well. I don't want you come up with us, and then you can like choose what you want. On All right, top I'm gonna of keep. I'm gonna keep this call. recording, and we're gonna. Yeah. This is very exciting, guys. We're actually moving locations. Although I love this this back room. These giant vats of love are, yeah, those are all pretty special. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh man. So we're gonna go through the noisy blender section of daily. Juice. Brace yourselves, everybody. Everything seems calm right now. <laughs> okay guys, this is about to happen. So here I'll go on this side of the counter. I hope that you guys can hear this alright. So what do you what do you what do you have going on so over we've there? We've got vanilla soft serve. Um, everything is based off of that. And we've got um, several of our homemade sauces including chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, peanut butter, lavender, and our special seasonal sauce pumpkin. Oh, okay. And all of those we make ourselves from scratch. And then we've got a lot of awesome toppings like Oreos, vegan marshmallows, chicka sticks. Which um, chicka sticks? I just learned about those uh, from Capital City Bakery, and you sell them right here. That's so cool. Those are amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've never, I'd never had them before. I don't know if they're local to this area. They're from uh, Lufkin, Texas. Right outside okay. Houston. Yeah. We call them for customer support. They're like. Thanks for calling Atkinson Candy Company. <laughs> yeah, so these uh, taste like Butterfingers, essentially. They're, actually, I uh, had a Butterfinger the other day. These are so much better than Butterfingers. Uh -huh. So, so, so much better. <laughs> so we make, we hand roll our own waffle cones. We have the batter and a giant press, and then we dip the waffle cones in dark chocolate, and then we roll them in the Chico stick. So you have this like little rim of, of Butterfinger. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, if if you get if you listeners out there uh, haven't listened to my interview with Capital City Bakery, that's where I, I try some of that, and I don't remember how I react, but I remember it was positive. Uh, but it's very good. Oh, sorry for the noise. So, are you guys gonna to join me for uh, for a little a little light snack? Yeah, well, we might have a bite or two. All right. Well, uh, what do you what do you recommend? Uh, are you in the mood for a shake or a sundae? That's the first question. Let's go sundae. Good. Okay. So <laughs> it's better got, for sharing. We've got all these different options. Um, I would recommend something with the caramel sauce. Our, our Sunday special right now is the Great Pumpkin. It's the right. vanilla soft serve with pumpkin sauce, caramel sauce, 
pecans and toasted marshmallows. Well, see, I'd love to do the special, but you did say that the salted caramel is uh, the way to go with sauce-wise. So yeah. that has the salted caramel on it. Oh, yes, it does. So yeah, let's do that. Okay. Yeah. All right. And this is fun because you get to watch us torch the marshmallows. Yeah, we use oh, the, I'll get a picture of, of that. We use the Dandy's marshmallows from the Chicago Vegan Foods. So Chicago Vegan Foods used to be Chicago Soy Dairy. Right. Yeah. So they make teas. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, I'm taking a picture of that right there. Um, yeah. And uh, Chicago Soy Dairy or Chicago Vegan Foods makes teas, uh, which is a fantastic vegan cheese alternative. And uh, yeah, they make Dandy's, which is uh, an amazing. Um, marshmallow, vegan marshmallow. Um, I actually had uh, sweet and sour marshmallows for the first time the other day. Those are oh, really yeah. good. Those are really good. I yeah. haven't tried those yet. They're very good. They sell them at Whole Foods, and I'm sure Wheatsville and any other natural food places have them. Yeah, they're more of a like the, the traditional um, hand cut marshmallow oh, kind. Okay. They are so good and. You will eat the whole package when you get them. I'll buy yeah. them for you for Christmas. Okay. Aww. Aww. But they have them like rolled in coconut and or plain. Oh yeah, uh, I made s'mores last night with them, and they they work great for that. So I'm gonna make you um, an affogato, which is two shots of espresso. Yes. Over the ice cream, and then a Capital City Bakery brownie oh, underneath. That's perfect because I didn't get to try their brownies, but I hear that they're amazing. It's really good with the ice cream. So, and then I'll, I'll put a little um, some nuts on top of it for you. Oh my God! You guys are gonna have to help me with this. You know. Yeah. That, right? we'll, okay. We'll help okay. <laughs> the things we do. For I'm recording three other episodes today. I'm eating a lot of snacks. Oh no. So. <laughs> Yeah, the Dandies are, are great. I absolutely love them. I love Chicago Vegan Foods. I think they're an excellent company. Uh, I need to go back to Chicago so I can uh, maybe talk to them and tour with them or whatever. All right, taking a picture. These are being torched right now. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. You guys, look, right now I'm, I'm going to be posting pictures when this comes out. So on my Twitter page, anybody can see all of these photos uh, that I'm taking right now because those marshmallows, the Dandies are being torched. Wow, that is amazing looking. Oh, and then there's the uh, the affogato, which is going on right now. That looks beautiful. It's like, oh, I don't even I don't even know how to explain that. But there's like a boat of uh, espresso in there. It's kind of like mashed potatoes and gravy, exactly <laughs> ice cream and like. espresso for, for dessert. <laughs> wow, you guys have a great little operation over here. And then uh, we toast our own coconut, which really, really makes the difference. But it's such a good texture in the different ice creams. Wow, I, I'm feel I feel very lucky right now. I, I I'm regretting not doing a, a video podcast right now because this is just the presentation is is gorgeous. Um, should we take these uh, in the back? Sure. Yeah. Well, we could sit outside, maybe. Is it too loud? Or do you still need more audio? Um, you want to record could, the we, eating of them? <laughs> yeah, we're going to get a little bit of that. Because okay. Oh, whoa. You get, what do you have in that? It's the room? extra espresso. So when we Beautiful. have eaten away a little bit, we can pour some All right, let's, let's go outside. Okay. Uh, by the way, ever since I've gotten into Austin, it's been beautiful outside. Yeah, this is a great time of year. <laughs> Kind of picked it by accident, just kind of had the, the opportunity to make it out, and uh, I think that it was the, the right decision. Okay, so in the event that I do decide to, um, to cut out the potentially boring audio of you guys making it and me being, me going like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, uh, can you explain to me once more what we have here? Um, I have made a great pumpkin sundae, which is a mound of vanilla soft serve drizzled with homemade pumpkin sauce, homemade salted caramel sauce, um, fresh pecan pieces, and then uh, Dandy's marshmallows, which I then hand torched with a little creme brulee torch. <laughs> and uh, what did you prepare, Amelia? Uh, I made an affogato, which is ice cream with fresh poured espresso all over it. And then we have a Capital City Bakery brownie underneath. 
and just for fun put some salted caramel sauce on there. Some, just for fun. Some Oreo and to add a little texture some toasted coconut. Mm -hmm. Oreo is another thing that I've talked about a million times on this show. One of those cookies that's vegan and nobody believes me when I tell them that. Um, but yeah, alright. Uh, what, what do you recommend I start with? Whatever your heart right. desires. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna start with the, the pumpkin one because that's a special right now. Mm -hmm. So you guys have to join me. Okay. I'm not doing this by myself. Alright. Try to get as much of everything in here as possible. You guys, there's so much going on. I don't, I, I don't remember the last time I've ever eaten anything like this. All right. Sold. <laughs> <laughs> so how long have you been offering this special? about a month. I think in October we started it. How frequently do you rotate your specials? Mm. We were doing it more often. Um, we had a machine that had two flavors and so we would change the flavor every week. Unfortunately um, that machine met its demise in August so oh, no. we've just been kind of um, holding steady until we get our, our new production up because we'll have ten flavors so we just have to do the vanilla flavor until That's so cool. we do our hand dip stuff. But we've been trying to come up with a few seasonal sauces to uh -huh. offer some variety for people and something new to bring people in. I think that the the toasted dandies make this yeah. just sets it apart. We love toasting the marshmallows and that's something that, um, so when we did our Kickstarter, the first one, when we were opening the business, um, one of the perks was you could donate to a certain amount and then name a Sunday. Oh, cool. And we had three people um, do it to that level. Um, and one was uh, the the local vegan blog here called redhotvegans.com. I, I noticed that on the menu. Yeah, it's a blogging collective of like five or six different vegans, and they, they blog about different stuff. And so they said... The, the creator, or one of the creators of it, Marie, um, had this creme brulee torch that she had gotten for, I think, maybe her wedding. And she said, well, let's do a s'mores one and I'll lend you my torch. And it, that just became one of the most fun things about this. And yeah, right. It also makes it exciting when you order something that can be torched. Exactly. You know, to, to watch that. Well, when people come in and they're trying to take in the menu, um, I always guide them and I say, well, the turtle is our most popular flavor and the caramel delight is my favorite, but this one gets set on fire. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anything that gets set on fire, fine by me. The, when I, the first night that I moved to Los Angeles, my friends brought me to a place that had flaming margaritas and... <laughs> That's, that, you know, I'm still talking about it. I've lived there for over five years, and I have fond memories of that night with that drink that was on fire. Mm. This is amazing, but I think that we need to start paying attention to this yeah, affogato really over here. Um, sorry, little, poor little affogato. So, uh, this is the Capital City ba uh, Bakery Brownie. Mm -hmm. Um, which looks incredible, and I've heard amazing things about it. We got Oreo, we got the salted caramel um, sauce, the vegan soft serve, and the toasted coconut that you guys toasted yourself. Is there anything else uh, that I'm forgetting? The spoon. And the espresso <laughs> and the spoon. Um, and we do, we use um, cuvee coffee and espresso, which is a Are they local? Yeah. They're a local roaster, yeah. All right, here we go. These brownies are the perfect combination of chewy, sweet, and then have little chocolate bits inside of them. Uh -huh. And they're so and good they're with ice cream because they get even chewier when they're mm -hmm. cold. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's so good. Um, big ups to Kristen over at Capital City Bakery for, for knocking that one out. Oh, that's so good. We're really excited to work with her. I think one of the... I think it's really special that, you know, when two companies work together to make an amazing product. There's also um, Celeste's Best. I'm speaking with her right after this. I we, think so. Um, we carry her vegan cookie dough, and we do a cookie dough sundae with it. And um, people really go nuts over that. It's a, yeah. it's a really incredible product. <clears throat> So awesome. we, we can't wait to do, when we're doing the hard pack, I want to do a cookie dough version in the hard pack, and then I also want to do some kind of brownie espresso nut ice cream. I basically just want to be the vegan Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> Pretty much. That's actually a really high aspiration. You figure that Ben and Jerry's would do something vegan. They seem like that kind of company, but if they're not going to do it, someone else has got to do it. It may as well yeah. be you. Well, I mean, that's yeah. what, like, Amy from Amy's Ice Cream, mm -hmm. you know... <clears throat> It's like a totally different focus than doing dairy ice cream. And it's a totally different way of thinking about things. And I can understand why 
a company wouldn't want to have to worry about it. And that just means it's good for us because they can just send all the people who want that over to us. It's always nice when a place that is primarily dairy offers a vegan option. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there's something special about going to a place that's all vegan. Uh, And also it's like less to be worried about in terms of like cross-contamination and things like that. Um, Which I'm sure you guys have zero of because everything's... uh, And so do you prepare everything right here in this location? Mm -hmm. Yeah. In that giant commercial kitchen. That's a great kitchen back there. Well, one thing we're really excited about is that when you buy vegan ice cream that's made on a national level, those those people have to decide about the products that are going to move off of all of those shelves from Alabama to California. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to have super interesting flavors. You're going right. to have your normal gamut of chocolate, vanilla, strawberry, maybe a green tea here and there, mm-hmm. um, but nothing super, super exciting. So what we can offer on more of a local level is really interesting flavors um, that y- you wouldn't get packaged in, in right in, right in the store no and that's what'll set you guys apart and definitely amazing well, I went and to- valerie by the way just poured more espresso on this thing <laughs> and, my, and my brain exploded so i went to um graduate school in eugene oregon and there was a little sweet shop there that started carrying the luna and larry's coconut bliss right when they started oh yeah and they were going crazy with flavors coconut bliss, it, so it good. Was, it, they were doing like you know lemon flavor and pomegranate flavor and all these different ones but then when when i moved here i, I was excited to get all the different luna and Larry's flavors, but it's so far from Oregon that we just have the, you know, six really good sellers. Can we talk for a second about Arkansas? Sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, I know that you weren't you weren't vegan when you were there, correct? Uh-uh. Um, no. Were you vegetarian before you were vegan? I was vegetarian for a couple years in high school, um, much to the chagrin of my mother, because it was more of, of my demands, and then she had yeah, to. Yeah, she had it. to do everything. Yeah. And as you know, when you're a teenager, you don't really think about that. But now that I'm older, I'm like, I'm sorry, I was such a jerk, mom. <laughs> <laughs> my but, mom was actually really excited when I became vegetarian in high school because she loves to cook, and so she was like, "Ooh, now I get to figure out new things to cook." Right. Uh, I became vegetarian after I had like moved out of like my parents' place, and. Uh, I, I feel like my parents' perspective of it was, well, at least he's not vegan. And then I became <laughs> vegan, and then everybody was just didn't know what to do. Especially my brother, who's who runs a company uh, that's based around pizza. He is kind of a, a big guy in the pizza world. But since I became is vegan... Is your brother Papa John? <laughs> excellent question, which would be weird since my name is John. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, no, his name is Scott. He runs a company in New York called Scott's Pizza Tours. And uh, he's been out to, to Austin and uh, is close with the Home Slice people who uh, definitely cater to vegans. Um, they actually also gave me a vegan, like, gelato, like uh, um, like a, a sorbet type thing. Uh, very good. But anyway, yeah, when I told him that I was vegan, he was upset. But uh, since then, I've gone back to New York and we've done vegan pizza tours and uh, he's been, you know, he writes some stuff for Pizza Today magazine and has talked about the importance and the ease of offering vegan options like we were talking about before. You know, it's really easy to just, you know, exclude some items and maybe add a few and create a, a vegan option and you open up your clientele to a much wider audience. So. Yeah. yeah. I always thought it would be a good, here's a business venture for someone out there. <laughs> someone to be a vegan consultant for restaurant people who want to create a menu because there's I did all... that for um, there's a business that's I think they have like a little over 20 locations called Sharky's it's a wood-fired Mexican place it's like a fast food Mexican kind of situation and they met with me about how to make sure that they have vegan options and um, what they could do differently, what they need to do to prepare for it, and I told them about cross-contamination and, you know, making sure, like, what things to look out for that they wouldn't look out for. Um, so if anybody ever has any questions, if you're a restaurant owner and you have any questions, feel free to email me. But, uh, yeah, I, I've done that a little bit. Uh, well, there's to all people. those little microscopic things like L-cysteine or vitamin D or whatever that mm-hmm. some vegans are up in arms about, and then some people are like, I didn't know there was duck feathers in bread. Right. Yeah, but that's kind of tricky. But a lot of restaurant people, I'm sure, would like to cater to vegans, and then they're like, mm. oh, man, I ordered a whole pallet of this bread, and 
Uh, I actually had an experience last night. I'm not going to mention the name of the place because they are still open, so we do not talk smack about them. <laughs> but um, it, there's a, a burger place here in Austin that offers, they have one veggie burger they say is vegan, but I call them and the buns are not vegan. So I was like, so what you're telling me is this vegan burger is not really vegan? And they're just like, yes. So uh, if ever you are uh, at a place that doesn't, that, that offers something vegan, but that isn't a vegan place, uh, especially if it's not a vegan place, ask questions. That's, you know, whenever I'm with people who don't understand, I'm just like, I just have to ask a lot of questions. It's okay. It's not hard to be vegan. You just have to be comfortable with asking questions. But yeah. Uh, have, have you guys ever found any difficulty in Austin being vegetarian and vegan? Because I know that within the past, only within the past few years, it's gotten a lot bigger, but maybe earlier on. Well, I mean, being vegetarian is really easy, I think, because I think that's been on people's radars for a really long time. Um, you know, there's still the occasional, like, beef fat in your refried beans and stuff like that. But it's, I think people are a lot more aware of that, so it's pretty easy to be vegetarian in Austin. Like, it'd be hard to find a restaurant where it didn't have something you could eat as a vegetarian. Mm -hmm. even, even, like, years ago? Yeah, I'd say so. You know, a, a few, like, you know, if you go to a barbecue place, you're, like, stuck with the potato salad, but, you know. Right. <laughs> But I think now, especially, it's pretty easy to find a, a fulfilling mm. entree. Right. I've also found that a lot of places that started toying around with vegan options discovered things like veginase that people seem to... A lot of people that I know who are omnivores prefer it to regular mayonnaise, mm -hmm. uh, and there's a lot more you can do with it, and um, just flavor-wise, people seem to prefer it a lot more, and it's a much healthier option. So I, I see that a lot, where it's like, huh, this place doesn't offer anything vegan except for the stuff that would normally have mayo? That doesn't make sense, but it's been happening more and more recently, and that's kind of cool. Um, I think that it's just about time to start wrapping things up uh, now that we're all nearing um, diabetic comas uh, in, in the best way possible. Um, but since I do have to go meet with Celeste pretty soon, I am going to have to tap out. Uh, so how can people find out about any news or do you post uh, like your specials on a website anywhere uh, we're pretty active on Facebook mm -hmm. um, and our Facebook goes directly to Twitter and that's all just Sweet Ritual um, and we post bigger things on our website which is SweetRitual.com and we also have a really nice picture menu there if you want to Awesome. Yeah, right. Food food porn, as they yeah, say. Uh, photos by the amazing John Bolden, who's a great photographer here in Austin. Very cool. Um, yeah, and, and do you guys have anything, like, coming up that maybe a new uh, new special, new menu item? I know you've talked about the, the plans for the uh, the freezer and all that kind we'll of stuff. We'll still be doing the pumpkin Sunday th through Thanksgiving. Yeah. I think this may be coming out after. Okay. Um, we'll, yeah. we'll have some holiday specials. We've got some peppermints uh, ready to go in the back. So we'll be doing some yummy mint chocolate, maybe like a hot cocoa sundae with peppermint and chocolate sauce and marshmallows. This is the season for that, for peppermint. Uh, but guys, thank you so much. Valerie, Amelia, you guys are awesome. Uh, this place is great. I, I'm going to need to probably get a juice to balance out the, uh, the, the ice cream here. But it's fantastic. Good luck with everything. And, and thank you so much for, you. for talking to me. Thanks for coming. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody.